Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, business strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. People are always asking, Scott, who is Success Hackers for? It's for you if you are in a job that you absolutely hate and you want to build that bridge over to becoming an entrepreneur and a high-powered business owner, this podcast is for you. This is also for you if you already have a business but you're looking to 10x it. Maybe you feel stuck. Maybe you feel challenged. You want to get to that next level. This show is for you as well. The reason being is we get some of the most talented and successful entrepreneurs on the planet coming on our show and then having them share their success hacks and strategies with us. So strap in because we have an exciting guest with us here in a minute. For all you loyal Hacker Nation listeners, you know I love you guys. Thank you so much for continuing to listen. I see you guys spreading the word on social media. One ask, if you don't mind, is this. We are trying to empower and impact more people across the world with success hackers. And uh, the best way to do that is if you, our loyal Hacker Nation listeners, can actually go on to iTunes. Just go on to iTunes, type in success hackers for podcasts, and then leave a rating and review. The reason why I ask is because when you leave a rating and review, that actually bumps us up in the iTunes world. And when we get bumped up, that means we get seen more and listened more by more people just like you. So if you can do that for me today, that would be such a huge help so we can grow our Hacker Nation community. Oh, if you haven't yet listened to the last episode, make sure to go back and listen because we had Mr. Arthur Tubman on the program talking about how to build Facebook groups and attract tens of thousands of raving fans. So if you're looking to build a Facebook community and grow your business and grow your no like and trust factor through Facebook, make sure to go back and listen to my interview with Arthur. Today's Success Hackers episode is brought to you by IWantMoreLeads.net. If you're looking to grow your leads for your business today, make sure to check out the free video on how to generate all the leads your business can handle. Just go to IWantMoreLeads. That's IWantMoreLeads.net. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with someone who spent many, many years working in the corporate space and now a recent and successful business owner. He actually owns a very successful wellness and day spa. Today our featured guest is Mr. Paul Grosko. Paul, are you ready to rock? Absolutely, Scott. Paul Grosko is the owner of a health and wellness day spa called Spavia. Prior to owning Spavia, Paul has had over 25 years of leadership in a high-growth specialty coffee organization and prominent national food retail business. He's also the co-chairman for Public Allies Chicago, a nonprofit since 1993 that's changing the face of leadership with social change makers. Paul, welcome to Success Hackers. It's great to have you on the show. Well, Scott, it's great to be here. Thank you very much for having me. We are excited to uh, to have you on the show. We're excited to talk about 
a little bit about your past and how you built that bridge over to becoming a business owner and talk a little leadership. So I know our Hacker Nation is excited to have you on the show. So I did give our Hacker Nation community just a little bit of information, but would love for you to share a little bit more about your business and how did you actually become an owner of a wellness spot? That's a great question. Uh, my uh, 25 plus years is steeped in operations experience, as you'd mentioned, in the food retail and the coffee business. And I'd retired, and as I'm looking around thinking about purpose, uh, I explored many different opportunities, and one that just clearly stood out amongst the others uh, is Spavia, and Spavia was, is an organization uh, that's really built on having a positive impact on the world, one guest at a time. And when I looked at their structure and compared against so many others that are in the health and wellness industry, uh, I said, Spavia is the one for me. Uh, what I loved about it, when I looked at it, it's a combination of a, a great journey through the space in addition to being able to deliver on uh, whatever the results one may be seeking uh, through uh, massage, skin care, uh, body work, etc. Yeah, I love it. I love it. There's actually individuals who are probably listening right now, Paul, wanting to go from working for someone else to starting and owning their own business. But they might be allowing this thing called fear to hold them back. So questions like, well, if I did try and open up that new business and if it fails, what will people think of me? Or if I did start that new business and I lost all my money, well, then what? You went from working at a huge company, huge companies actually, plural, with a very prestigious resume and background to owning your own business. What would you say to that person who wants to start their own business, but maybe they have that fear? Man, it is okay to be afraid. It is okay to be scared about what that next step is, but I will tell you when you have that, that gives you the internal adrenaline that really will help support you if you approach this new business and do your work, do your investigative work and decide what business is it that matches my values and skill set. When you make that decision and understand that, then all the rest is preparing, planning, uh, and then implementation and execution against that which you believe you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah, and, and I, we're going to go into how, the importance of customer service and treating the customer right, et cetera, here in a minute. But when you made that switch, again, going from this high-powered jobs, you know, working for someone else, getting the, the paycheck and the insurance to making that leap. I know you talked about purpose and you talked about values, but I'm sure you had that, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Because in your world, you also had to outlay, you know, a lot of cash. Um, what was the fear factor for you? And if anybody else is looking to either purchase a business or of course, start their own business, Maybe what's one thing that they should be really cognizant of before they embark on that? It's a combination of understanding your timing and understanding your financial resources. Are you prepared to do it from uh, in whatever timeline you may choose? Uh, I'd highly recommend that whatever the timing may be, that it's planful, uh, that it's well thought out, and that there is a transition that needs to take place if you're moving from the corporate world to the entrepreneurial world. And when you go into that entrepreneurial world, you really do need to make sure uh, that you have your finances in place and that you have a plan on how you want to move forward with your project for the next year, five years out. 
So is there one thing, though, that if someone is looking at buying an existing business or if someone's looking to start from scratch, is there one thing that you can impart on our Hacker Nation community to say, this is the one thing? I mean, I know, there, I know there's a lot of things, right? And you just share with us a lot of things. But is there one thing maybe that stands out? Maybe it's it's the financial statements of the business that's existing or the, the leadership team or the structure of the building. What's one thing that you can kind of leave with us? I will tell you, my final decision was predicated on the fact that I knew I was going to work hard. And if I was going to work hard, I wanted to make sure that this business provided me with the uh, financial success uh, that would not only support my family, but would support uh, beyond uh, the the immediate family in years to come. And Spavi allows me to do just that. Yeah, and I love that. Hacker Nation, I hope you're really taking some good notes because Paul just dropped some great nuggets, which was, again, he's talking about this purpose and passion and really understanding where your finances are at because I think a lot of people just start a business and they don't have really a clue and they just say, you know what, I really hate what I'm doing in the corporate space and i got to get over there to this thing called you know, the entrepreneur island, and they do it with reckless abandon, and they get there, and then two years in, they burn through all their cash, they don't really have a plan, and then they say, well, this thing doesn't really work, but I like Paul's strategy, which is, you know, I have this great job over here, but I, I, but I built a, a path over to becoming an entrepreneur, and really understanding the, the, the numbers around that. I think too many people don't understand the numbers. And Hacker Nation, again, if you're looking to purchase a business, buy into a business, start your own business, the number one of the number one things that I always talk about is knowing the numbers. Would you agree, Paul? Absolutely. Very yeah. key. And you'll get that information uh, as long as you ask. And there's a multiple sources that you can find the information at, at starting with founders of the business themselves. Hmm. Let's talk for a second around the importance of something I brought up earlier called customer service in business. I think that this really gets overlooked too quickly when it comes to building and sustaining a business. In your opinion, Paul, is customer service important and how do you ensure that customer service is top of mind at Spavia? Customer service is everything in my book. It's the foundation on how you build your team on, and it must be embedded somewhere in your mission and incorporated uh, in your guiding principles of the business. And every customer counts is how I work, how I coach from a day-to-day perspective with my team. You know, it's interesting. When I, when I work and coach business owner clients, we focus intently on constantly keeping the funnel full with prospects and potential prospects. A lot of businesses, especially B2C types of businesses like yours, they think they can just put up a sign on the building and customers will just fly, will just flock to the business. So from a marketing and sales process standpoint, how do you make sure that your business continues to focus on not only bringing in new customers, which is the start of the funnel, but then you just alluded to the customer service. So Give us kind of one takeaway around the marketing aspect, the, the funnel building, if you will, with new prospects. And then once they're sort of in your world, how do you take that customer experience to the next level? I really, I really deliver on a foundation, first and foremost, making great hires and making great hires and understanding that they will be part of a team. That needs to be very clear to them. Mm. And then that team helps to deliver on exceptional experiences each customer at a time because those customers are your best supporters and best proponents of the business when everything is done well, done right, when they leave your business. 
from there, you can really engage with the community. Word of mouth will travel. But word of mouth by itself will get you a certain amount of market. And if you want to expand that market, that's when you must have part of your plan. How are you extending your reach through media, uh, whether it's social, print, TV, etc. Yeah, and I can actually relate to what Paul's talking about because I just happen to live in the area in which he owns his business and I've had the opportunity along with my wife to actually experience, truly experience what his business is and uh, Paul was nice enough to show us around and, and, and equip us with a couple's massage and it was absolutely not because Paul is a guest here but it was amazing to me as a, as a marketing and business strategist as I'm looking around I was really paying attention to how every single person in the spa was a touch point and was a big smile and treated us with such dignity and such care that you don't find that in a lot of places. And I always say that, Hacker Nation, this is something for everybody listening, leadership starts from the top and it rolls down. You know, if you're ever looking at your business saying, why aren't my team or why isn't my team performing at a higher level? Why isn't my business running the way it's, it's supposed to run? Yada, yada, yada. The old mirror test is a great test to look yourself in the mirror and saying, are you doing what you're telling everybody else to do? Are you walking the walk? And what I saw was Paul not only was walking the walk, but he was, he was, he was like literally, you know, leading the charge to the time we walked in to giving us a mimosa, to the time we walked out and making sure our customer experience. And then, and then this is so important, and I think a lot of businesses miss this. As soon as we left, about an hour or two later, I get a text to say, how was your experience? Then we also got an email saying, hey, just wanted to check in to see how your experience was. Let us know if we could have done anything different. That might seem like a small thing, but it's a huge thing when it comes to building loyal customers. And I love what you did, Paul, for uh, for our experience. And I'm assuming that's, again, it comes from the top and it rolls down. You know, Scott, thank you very much. Uh, it does start at the top. And as a entrepreneur uh, and as the business is growing, not only do you need to really have some excellent leadership skills, being able to continue to be redundant on speaking to what is the vision of the business, you also need to be prepared as a change agent to make sure that as the business continues to grow, it's going to ramp plateau, ramp plateau, that you as a leader are looking in the mirror saying, okay, what's next? You know, what am I doing well? What do I need to do differently to move on to the next, uh, the next metric, a higher metric, of course, uh, that we're building this business for and continue to deliver on those customer touch points because flawless execution is great. But flawless execution done consistently is clearly a definition of success in my world. Hmm. Flawless execution done consistently. I absolutely love that. And that that bodes well into the culture piece, right? You're saying the leadership, and it starts with the top and rolls down. We have a lot of guests on here that have teams of anywhere from 5 to 55 that we've had on the show. And, you know, it's amazing to see some of the revenue numbers and the growth numbers that these individuals have and they all say the same thing, just like you. It starts with the top. It starts with me as the business owner. And uh, if things aren't humming the way I want them to hum, the first person I look at or, or, or talk to is the person in the mirror to say, 
it's not about my team. I mean, it's about my team, but it all starts with me and what I'm doing. And if I'm walking the walk and if I'm listening to the right podcasts or reading the right books or surrounding myself with other influential type people that can train and teach and coach me because at the end of the day, nobody has all the answers. And that's why I'm a big proponent, big proponent is surrounding yourself with people that are playing up and playing higher than yourself so that you can learn from them. So for someone like yourself that had this incredible corporate background, you flew all over the world, you had teams and teams and teams, then you made the switch to owning a business. How do you think that 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 leadership that you had in the corporate space is transferred over to owning a business. Did you learn some things? Did you have to tweak some things? You know, it's really interesting as you say that I'm getting chills just thinking about what is, what is that, that DNA that has transcended and gone across? And quite frankly, it's been one where I have been extremely collaborative as a leader and have allowed, not only allowed, but coach to, because some people do not know how to do this, a creating an environment of feedback. Mm. And feedback is okay. It's a gift. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that, but it is a gift. And in myself as a leader, not only do I want to coach to it and create that within my team environment, but I'm also coaching the fact that, hey, give me feedback. Let me know what I can do better to be a great employer for you a great uh, business owner for our guests. Feedback like you provided through what we call our Spavia Encore, the electronic, the, the feedback you've given me when you are away from our space, have a moment to pause and reflect. You're going to provide me some valuable feedback and I am going to act on it positive or otherwise because it's valued and it is a gift. I think that is such an important aspect for all leaders, for all business owners. And we tow, the the owner tows that fine line of, I don't want to be too soft, but I don't want to be a tyrant. I want to give feedback. I want to coach. But I also suggest, like you said, that you get some coaching and you get some feedback even from your team so that you can be better so that the entire ship is heading in the right direction because we see so many leaders that have this Napoleon syndrome that they think that they can just, you know, crack the whip and everybody moves the right way. I think that leadership, that type of leadership is a foregone conclusion. That type of leadership has been in the past now for a while. And the greatest leaders, the, the ones you read about, you, hell, they've been on my podcast. They all say the same thing and it just blows me away. They use the word servant leadership and they realize that I don't have all the answers. And when I reach back out to my team, the team that's driving the revenue, the team that's putting food on my family's table, et cetera, et cetera, when I reach back out to them to get feedback, it's amazing the the course correction that I make. And I love that you share that. IQ plus EQ is a great formula for success. I love it. All right, Paul, can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? Absolutely. I believe all high performers and successful individuals look at failure a little bit differently than most people. They actually use failure as what I call feedback and course correction. Take us back to a time when you failed. You maybe almost even wanted to give up, but you actually used that one time, that one failure, that one moment as fuel to your success fire. I think that's a that's a great point. We're all going to have failure, and we're measured not only by our successes, but how we do get back up after we make some mistakes. And I can tell you about from a site location uh, that I had in the coffee business, 
that you know we're talking about a five hundred thousand dollar investment. Uh, it's going to be the greatest uh, coffee shop ever. Traffic is going to blow through the door starting at five thirty in the morning, and uh, we opened it. And at seven thirty, we're still looking for guests to come in at the numbers that we'd like to have. And this, mind you, is right. We're at a year long process. And it opens and it's not happening. What I needed to understand as a leader in that time was, um, A, what did I do differently? I had to look in the mirror and say, what what did I not prepare for? What metrics did I not um, evaluate properly? What did the real estate team provide me that was more emotion and gut than fact? And so I had to review all of that and make decisions on how moving forward I'm going to adjust better. Now with the, and then the second piece of that is at what point in time do you cut your losses and say, hey, this was a mistake. And we made that decision fairly well in a year's time. So, uh, from that, the, the biggest learning is, is, uh, do my homework extremely well and then check with more than just those that have led me to that point, if you will, and I'll have better results next time. Yeah, and I love the uh, I love the saying, which is you know success happens when opportunity meets preparation. And in your case, you had to look in the mirror, you had to reflect. You say, what what did I not bring to the table? How was I not prepared? Rather than pointing fingers which I love what you, how you stated that, you said you went inward and say, what could I have done better next time? And, 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 and there you go, because moving forward, things got rectified, things happened the right way, but that one time was, was a great learning experience for you. At the end of the day, Scott, it was an arrogance that no matter where you opened it, you'd have success, and uh, you really need to stop and check, and as you say, the preparation every time, every site. All right, Paul, as you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help grow themselves and their business. You've already given us some incredible nuggets already, but we now shine the success hack spotlight on you, Mr. Paul Grosko. What's one success hack that you can share that can help our Hacker Nation community of entrepreneurs who are looking to take their business to the next level? Just give us one actionable takeaway. You need to be willing to invest and spend more than what your competition does to be able to attract the business. I'm an old farm boy, 20 years milking cows. There was no way our harvest was going to be great at the end of the fall season without our properly having tilled the fields, um, uh, fertilized the fields, smoothed out the fields in preparation of planting the seeds. It's all of that advanced work that needs to be done, and you need to invest, in that example, time and labor into preparing the field, or in this, really, we're talking about the foundation of that which you want to produce. So with that, I've always always looked at the business and saying that uh, I'm not going to be stingy out front, I'm going to invest, I'm going to plan for that investment, I'm going to nurture that investment, and I'm going to be patient, but keep my finger on the pulse of it to ensure that it's helping to deliver on the results that I'll need. Invest more than your competition so that you basically can crush <laughs> crush your competition 
I love how that's stated, and uh, amen to that, because I could not agree with you more. Paul, we are now entering the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the Success Hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Paul Grosko, are you ready for the randomness round? I am ready, Scott. Best advice you've ever received? Count to ten. At times in life, check what you may want to say, count to ten, make sure the right thing comes out. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? I am up early. Uh, as a family man with three sons, I, I covet my early time in the morning. That allows me to get through the newspaper. That allows me to get into some email. And this also allows me to confirm what my to-do list is for the day. You now own a time machine, Paul. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? I'm going to ask to be able to say two things. One is, ask for help. Don't be afraid. You may think you know everything when you're 25, but there's a lot to learn. And the second is, be present when you are engaged. Don't just act like you're listening, but be very actively engaged in that listening. It's amazing what you'll learn. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? I am a student of life. I love to learn. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I am an optimistic risk taker. I see a silver lining in everything. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? You know, I'm the guy with the t-shirt that says, too many books, too little time. Uh, but one of my favorite books of all time, and I'm a sports guy, um, is Tony Dungy's the mentor leader, where he talks about your only job is to help your team get better. If you can recommend one social media tool or an overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be, Paul? I'm really engaged in Facebook, understanding the power of it uh, to be able to build brands, build an image, and gain results. Paul, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. <laughs> Love it. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for your time and also sharing these incredible success strategies and hacks with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you, your business, or anything else you want to share? There's a fabulous website out there, www.spaviadayspa.com. And that's spaviadayspa.com, correct? Yes. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net. That's successhackers.net for this episode. Show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Paul, along with some other really cool resources we have on the site. When you're on the site, don't forget to click subscribe so that you don't miss any of these newest and latest episodes. Before we end the show today, I wanted to make you aware of something. Besides being the creator and host right here on Success Hackers, as I mentioned in the open, I'm also a business strategist, and after years of working with small business owners, I've learned that there are literally five specific areas in every business where there's a treasure trove of untapped revenue and profits. Here's the problem. 99% of business owners know nothing about them, and they're missing a gold mine because of it. So after I discovered how bad this actually is, I now perform what I call 40-minute business makeovers, where I can guarantee to help any small business owners find at least $10,000 in untapped revenue in their existing business in less than 45 minutes 
without them spending one cent on marketing or advertising. Well, I want to now make this available to you, my loyal Hacker Nation listeners, complimentary. But we only have a handful of spots available. So if you are an existing business owner and you want me to help you strategize to get to the next level in your business and help you find revenue in your existing business without you spending any money on advertising, make sure to head over to this website right now for limited time only, 40minutemakeover.com. That's 40, F-O-R-T-Y, minutemakeover.com. That's 40minutemakeover.com for all the additional information on how you can grab one of these spots available. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.